Welcome to the Global Missions League podcast. This episode features Terry Zimmer. God is doing a work in our lives. I heard a I heard a prophecy in an assembly here a few months back now, and uh, the prophecy was this. I've set you on a path. I believe that God is setting us on a path, and not setting us on a path, but we are on that path now. He is preparing us for that path. Even uh, last night in a meeting uh, where he was delivering us from those things, that, the, those little things that got the tentacles in us, and they got the, got a hold of us, and we're struggling with um, to, to being cleared of that is part of being set on that path. Uh, so, so the path has steps on it, and we wonder what all that path, what's all in that path, and then how do we go down that path? But you see, the prophecy said. I've set you on a path, and I will shine a light on it. I will shine a light on it. It will be clear to you. This path will be clear to you. We've we've heard about uh, leading us on in a way we've never gone before. We sang these songs, and then we... We, we, we've, we've talked about the open door that's ahead of us somewhere. Somewhere it's ahead of us. And and, and, uh, and he's leading us on into a direction we haven't gone. We've we heard about these things. But today God is shining a light on that path. That's the message I want to give you. We will not be tossed to and fro any longer. We're going to know God's perfect will. We're going to know where to go. We're going to know exactly where to go. There will be a light shining on our path. That excites me to no end. I'm excited. You know, I don't know if you noticed last night when we were praying that I was excited. Did you notice how excited I was? Oh, saints of God, it's a time to be excited because we're on a path and there's a light on that path, and we know exactly where we're going. When the children of Israel were led out, when they were set free, and we were set free last night, the 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 presence of God was so heavy, so present, that they could visually see Him in that form of a cloud. I believe that this is what God is doing with us now. He, His presence will be with us in such a mighty way that we're going to see the light. We'll see Him. We'll see Him. Oh, saints of God, it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but by the renewing of the mind you will know His perfect will. Let's choose to have our minds renewed. 
There was a prophecy this morning that said, choose to lay those things, choose to leave them here. That's something we've got to choose to do. I, I know people say, well, I, I've had trouble. I've had trouble forgiving so-and-so about such-and-such. And I said, well, did you choose to forgive them? That's the first step. we got to choose to lay those things down. Choose to give them to the Lord, because we're on that path. I want to talk to you just a little bit about that path. Just a little bit. Because you see, oh, saints, God is just revealing these things to us. And I am very, very, very interested in it. Very interested in it. I read this scripture the other day. It's in John 14. Uh, John 14, 5. It says, Philip said, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even even after I have been with you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Anyone who has seen me seen the Father. Because I am in the Father, Jesus said. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. So therefore, if you've been with me for a long time, you should have seen the Father. But if we read down, this is the scripture that floored me. John fourteen twenty. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father. And you are in me, and I am in you. Jesus is in me, and I am in him. So if the Father is in in Jesus and Jesus is in the Father, so you should see the Father. I am telling you that this is a part of, of, of this path that we're on. Is that because Christ in me and I in Christ, the people around me will see Jesus. Will see Jesus. You will say to your co-worker, have you ever seen Jesus? They'll say, I don't think so. They'll say, well, there's a problem here. Because you being with me for working with me for five years, you have seen Jesus because he is in me and I am in him. You had to have seen Jesus. You had to have seen him. Because he's in me. God wants us to know that today. This is a part of that path. And we talk about how, how uh, oh, there was a prophecy that said, declare your homes a place of safety. Declare your homes a, sa- a place of safety, uh, a place of refuge. Because I have declared your homes a place of safety, you declare your home. And whoever comes to that home will be in that place. That is the path that we're on. That our homes will be that place of refuge. And it's going to have an influence, a mighty influence, when people see Jesus in us. And greater works you will do. 
You are the salt. Man, we, we've heard these. We've we've heard these. We've heard these scriptures so many times. But you see, we're we're, we're passing from a, a time of hearing to a time of entering in. We're now participating. That's the exciting part. Oh, man, I mean, I read the instruction manual, and now I'm headed out into the field. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it make salt again? Then it goes on. But uh, where does it say? A town is built that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. You are a lamp. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that bowl. You see, we talk about the lamp, we don't talk about the bowl enough. You are a light because Christ is in you and he is the light. When I get caught up in worldly things, it's like putting a bowl over top of that. Poof. When I'm with my with my friends out of the coffee shop and they start talking about the government and this, that, and the other thing, and I'll tell you something. When I go to the coffee shop and meet with these old geezers, uh, the retired guys, I pray before I go there. I say, Lord, the Holy Spirit is in me, and I am walking in there, which means the Holy Spirit is going in there, and I'm all pumped up. And I go in there and they say, oh, look at the price of gas. Look at it. Oh, that rotten government. Rah, rah, rah. And I go, yeah, run, run. That's me just taking that bowl and putting it right over the light. Get it off of there right away or it'll smolder out. Don't get caught up. A civilian doesn't get caught up. Or a soldier doesn't get caught up in the civilian affairs. And we're soldiers of God. That is a scripture. I don't know if it meant when I seen that, that. The people that are our neighbor has seen Christ. The person we work with has seen Christ. That student sitting and uh, sitting over there in the other desk has seen Christ. How can they be with you? Because Christ is in you, and you're in Christ. But we get entangled. We get entangled sometimes. So now I want to go to Genesis. I want to go to Genesis. You know, we talked about this tree. Brother Love talked about the tree of, of uh, the knowledge of good and evil. And when he talked about that tree of knowledge of good and evil... It spoke to me. See, the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye. This is pleasing to the eye. And good food. In the middle of the garden were the tree, um, the, the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, there's two trees. In the middle of the garden. There's not off to the side. This is in the middle of the garden. 
The tree of knowledge of good and evil, if you eat of, you will surely die. That tree, I want to talk to you a little bit about that tree. See, Brother Love said it was a tree of independence. When you, once you know the knowledge of good and evil, you don't need God. That's what he meant. Now we don't need God. We, we're on our own. And we're living in a world where they don't need God because they know good and evil. And we say, well, we're living in a day and age where evil is good and good is evil and all. Yeah, yeah well, because they, they've got that from this tree, from eating on this tree. And, and, and every morning, I want you to know this, every morning I get up in the middle of the garden, right in front of me, there's two trees. That tree of uh, the knowledge of good and evil, boom, right in front of me. And so is the tree of life. You know what I found? I found that I've been spending time Nibbling on that tree of knowledge of good and evil. A good indicator is when they start talking about how terrible the price of gas is, I'm right in there with my knowledge. Where did I get that from? The tree of knowledge of good and evil. But let's not talk about that. Let's not let's not talk about that because we're because because we laid that down here today. We're not going to nibble on that tree anymore. We've had enough of it. But I want to go to Exodus now. We're going to go through the whole Bible today. Exodus. Okay, okay. Where to start and where to finish. So, judgment hour was coming, and there's a judgment hour coming today. So, God was preparing them. He was preparing them to set them free. He would say the judgment hour was coming on the land, but first he, he, he was going to set his people free. And that's what he's been talking to us about today and last night. Uh, when, when I was driving up, uh, Brenda took the wheel and I was trying to sleep for a while. And all this stuff was going on in my mind about all this stuff that, that's bothering me. And I thought, man, i got to set free from this stuff. And that's what I was thinking. i got to get set free. So you see, the meeting didn't start last night. At 7. For me, it started 2 in the afternoon. God was preparing me for the meeting. But we need to be set free from these things. And, and, the, and the children of Israel were going to be set free. But there was something he wanted them to do. Tell the, tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of the month, each man is to take the lamb of his family. Take a lamb for his family. <clears throat> okay, remember that word. Lamb. Lamb for the family. Okay, I'm going to say it loud because I know some people are nodding off here. Lamb. Write that out. Lamb for the family. Okay, we got that. One for each household. If any household is too small a whole for a whole lamb, they must share one. Share one with their nearest neighbor. Share the lamb. 
having taken into account the number of people there are. You are determined to uh, the, the amount of the land needed in accordance with what is each person is to eat. Everyone. There had to be enough there for everyone to partake of the lamb. They had to partake of the lamb. The animals you choose must be a year old, male without defect. And you may take them from the sheep or the goats. You must slaughter at twilight. Seven. Then you are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops and door frames of the house. So they were to take the blood and they were to smear it on the doorsteps. And we talk about that, we talk about that, we talk about how we are covered by the blood. And we have the blood on our doorstep. And when that judgment hour comes, it'll pass us by because of the blood. But there was something else they had to do. And this is what I want to talk about tonight. Or today. As they were to put the blood on it, but then they were to go into their house and partake of the lamb. Eat the lamb. Put it on the door frames of the house where they are to eat the lamb. That same night they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire, along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. So there was a way to prepare. Do not eat it boiled, or raw or boiled. Roast it on a fire. Eat it all. Uh, number 10. Do not leave any till morning. Number 11. And I think this is where we are today. This is how you are to eat it. With your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Are we partaking of the Lamb today with our ministries stirred up and ready to go? I believe we need to be because the way that God is talking to us, He's going, He has us on a path and He's moving us on. He's moving us out. And, and, and the children of Israel were moving out. And they were, they were on their way. And, and there was a cloud uh, uh, to lead them. Today we are on, our, on the move. We're moving out. We're on a path. And there is a light to lead us. There's a light on the path. We're moving out. We need to be prepared. We need to have our sandals on. But we most certainly need that staff in our hand, that uh, that ministry, ready to go. Because when when uh, because the scripture says, be prepared. To tell of the hope in you. Because they're going to come and ask. What are you doing? How come you have this peace in you? How come there is no fear in you at this day and age? Where in the end times there's wars and rumors of wars. There's sin beyond sin. But yet in you there is peace. And there is no fear. Tell me about it. I want to know about it. Because I see Christ in you. Because you're in Christ and he's in you. I am so convicted when I, whenever I read that. It says, be prepared to tell the hope in you. And, and, and I think, when was the last time somebody come and said, tell me about the hope in you. 
I said, I see peace in you. I see the glory of the Lord in you. You, You're not worried. There's no fear in you. Tell me about this. That don't happen to me very often. And I'm thinking, why? Why? If I'm living right before God, live so, so, so right before men that they will, they will see Christ in you and God will be glorified. That's how we are to be living. And when we were on our knees, oh saints, that's what God is doing, purifying us. He says, be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And I took, when I read that, I was reading that scripture and it says, if you think it, you've done it. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm in big trouble. And then it said, and then I read down further and it said, uh, be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. And I thought, I'm hooked! Never! How could I be that perfect? And that's what I was thinking. And the Lord said, Terry! I'm doing it. Not you. Just relax. I'm doing it. And then I felt better. Because he wasn't talking about, he was talking about something he was doing and will do. And I could see it when we were on our knees. Perfecting us. Perfecting us. That is part of the path. Part of the path is that we will be uh, uh, perfected. A perfected people. Oh, saints of God, we are on a path. And it's not a path where we don't know where we're going because we're following the light. And the light is Jesus Christ our Lord. And He is leading us on. We're into a time where we are, 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 are be ready. Be ready to, uh, to, to heal the sick. And to mend the brokenhearted. And to do greater things than our Lord did when He was here. He is using you. Because you're in Him and He's in you. And greater is He in you than that old carnal man. Don't worry about Him. Just know ye this. The anointing of the living God is in you. Upon you and around you. And when you walk down the street, things will change. Because they, they how can they be with you? And not see Jesus. That just blew Jesus out. He said, how? How could you be with me so long and not know the Father? People that know you will know our Lord Jesus Christ. That's all the message I want to give you. Be ready for it. We're not going to fumble around any longer. I have set you on a path and put a light on it. Put a light on it. And when I heard him say, put a light on it, I thought, wow. Because I'd be on a path, but it's been a little bit bumping into things. But in this meeting, and last night, God is doing, he's purifying us. He's purifying us. Um, he is doing it. Oh, that's it.
I wish I was. A, I, I watched a man one time on TV preaching, and and he'd bring thoughts out, and the guy beside him would would tell him the scriptures. <laughs> I need that guy. <laughs> I need that guy. But I I know that I want you to be encouraged, and I want you to be excited like I am excited. Pray for one another. This is another key about that path. Pray for one another. Oh, Brother Andy, when he had us go down on our knees, I was thinking the other night, we, we should, you know, how they say, oh, in, in, in some churches, they say, oh, greet one another, greet the person beside you. I think, pray for the one beside you. Pray for one another. Oh, saints, I want you to pray for me, and I'll pray for you. We, we, we prayed for uh, some last night, and, and I pray that they would be delivered. And I say, now you pray for me, and I'll pray for you. We will pray. We will build one another up. Do not neglect the gathering together of the saints, as some do. But make those little phone calls to one another. Not, uh, not the, don't, you know, the, the ones that encourage and build one another up. Pray for one another. Oh, this texting thing. This thing, we can text. We can send a text. That drives me crazy. Get on the phone and phone them. Say hello. Talk to them. They got this thing now. You can actually talk to people. This Facebook thing, it just drives me crazy. They say, oh, let's go see what soon. So it'd be like me saying, I'm going to go visit Brian. I'm going to drive by the house. Oh, he's home. I'm not going in there. Oh, they're not home now. I'm going to go snoop around. That doesn't even make sense to me. Visit with one another. Spend some time with one another. Pray with one another. Oh, saints, we have such a wonderful family. Such a loving family. Love one another. Say, well, I don't love sister so-and-so. Well, then choose to love her. Say, from now on, I'm going to love her. I'm going to love him. Yeah, well, he hit me over the head. The baseball bat. I'm, you know, well, okay. Now you got to make a choice. Be upset and mad. Or choose to forgive and love. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. Oh, I have a hard time forgiving him. Well, have you chose to forgive? Well, no. Choose to forgive. Choose to forget. Forget. You know something? I want to tell you a little story about... Uh, yeah, i got five minutes. I want to tell you about how the love of God works. I'm going to tell you how the love of God works. I'm going to tell you how forgiveness works. And I, I don't know if I should use names because... But I have told the story before and used names, and uh, it hasn't been too bad. But anyway, I was in a coffee shop one time, and I told the story a few times. I was in a coffee shop, and I'm sitting there, and a woman come in uh, uh, to coffee. It was one of these fancy coffee shops. I don't know if you've ever been in one, but I have. It's one of these fancy lattes and whatever. Uh, and they put little twirlies on the cups and everything, and they're really fancy. 
And I was in there, and I was sitting there, and I don't know what I was doing in there. I must have took a wrong turn, because... Uh, so I'm sitting there, and this woman come in, and she had two little toddlers with her. She had two little toddlers, and she come in to meet with a friend. And these friends, they, they must have, this was, they must have been from the city, because they were pretty spiffy looking. They weren't, uh, from the mountain town that I'm from. So, so they're pretty spiffy, and they come in, and, and they sat down, and they were, and they ordered the fancy teas, and fancy lattes, and fancy, fancy. And it was a fancy coffee shop, and they had fancy little ornaments all around. And these, they were sitting there chit-chatting about city stuff, I guess, I don't know. Stuff that's waiting over me. And I was watching this. This is my, this is, in the mounds, this is what we have for entertainment. So I'm watching these, and, and these kids, one would run over, and, and the woman, oh, don't come back here, and then once you go to grab that one, the other kid would run over, and, and they were running around and knocking stuff over, and splooshed the fancy little tea, went across the table, and yay, 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 and this didn't go to plan. And before you know it, my son was like, Nice curly little hairdo go, that, she wanted to, you know, that little, nice little dress that little girl had was full of, and uh, she wanted to strangle this little thing. I could see it, and it was quite entertaining to me. And I thought, you know, years down the road, she ain't going to remember this. She's not going to remember that her two kids are the worst brats in town. She won't remember that. And I thought, you know how I know that? I thought because of Margaret Livingston. I don't know if you knew Margaret Livingston. She told me a story about one time about how good David was, her son. He's the best boy. He has never done anything bad in his life. He is just so good. He's a darling. When he was small, he was perfect. I thought, that's not right. I knew David. The story wasn't lining up. But you see, she didn't remember anything bad. She didn't remember anything bad that David did. I thought, how does that work? Love remembers no wrong. You see? Love remembers no wrong. She truly did not remember how rotten that little guy was. And I thought, that, that woman that wants to strangle her kids now in that coffee shop, she, she loves those children. She's not going to remember that she wants to strangle them. And that was the thought that went through my head. And then I paid for my coffee I think I had to use my credit card because I didn't have enough money. It was expensive in them fancy shops. But I paid for my car, and then I was walking out, and I know exactly where I was walking, and and I know where I was, and, and I can just see it now. And God said to me, Terry, as much as a mother loves her child, I love you a thousand times more. Right then, I knew my sins were forgiven and they will never be brought up again. I knew it. My sins are forgiven. God does not remember and and know that. I want you to know that. You are clean, clean, clean. 
They say that when you get to the other side, they open up a book. The Lord opens up a book of your life. There's going to be a lot of stuff blotted out in my story because it's all going to be scratched out. And there will only be good. Only be good. And that's the way God wants us to love one another. Like he loves us, like a mother loves a child. Remembers no wrong. It's behind us. Behind us. I see a wife, <clears throat> husband and wife will, a wife will say, well, they'll say, Terry, <laughs> how many times have I told you not to put your shoes there? I'm just saying. I just, I'm, so anyway, I say, yeah, but you, you, I'm trying to think of something, you see, that she did wrong. I said, but you, I can't think of nothing. Because I love her. Amen. If you would like more information about the moving of God's Spirit, or resources for your spiritual life, please visit our website at www.globalmissionsinc.org.